0: Wednesday, July seventh, two thousand and ten. This is the Object Key webcast. Stuff on Google. PC. Trev, you got Vista sixty four yet? His router's piece of garbage. On. That's probably the hyper threading kicking in and the twenty percent faster per core. GTX two eighty. <laughs> Google Docs. Not fun. Yeah. Well, you know, you understand where Microsoft's trying to come from, where they're trying to change the file edit view menu. My money's going to be on, no, you will not have a problem.
1: And, uh, yeah, I've had nothing but good experiences with it. Very
0: big mistake if it wasn't backwards compatible, because, I mean, they got a grasp of Vista. Well, in the business world, if your apps don't work, you don't quit.
1: Because and the thing here is, I mean, the apps are backwards compatible.
0: Yeah, but we heard this all before. You know what, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it lasted, you know, in the five years, and I bet you... So yours will be better right now for rendering, but die sevens will be fast. I have with me Dion Roy from uh, DionRoy.net, and me, Trevor Ty from OptionKey.ca. Uh, pretty filled podcast. Dion's going to have a field day with it because there's lots of anti-Apple uh, or bad Apple uh, News in it, uh, but there's also equal amount of anti-Microsoft or bad Microsoft news on it. So, uh, such as uh, the Kin, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. The Sony laptop heating problems, the iPhone antenna issues, and iPhone OS four. Uh, Dell's in a bit of trouble, and we're also going to talk about a little bit about the. NVIDIA GTX 480 versus the 5870, and whether or not a $150 price difference is worth the difference. And I also have a update on some of the copyright news for here in Canada on the new copyright legislation. So, let's begin here, shall we? Where do you want to start, Dion? Uh, let's start at the top of the list. Let's start with the uh, heating problems yeah so, sony laptops and so this isn't really surprising sony's always pushed the limit of their uh laptops for uh how big they can actually go and the new i3s and uh i5s they are uh you know they put off a lot of heat
1: yeah well they are also known for having the you know strange and different form factors and stuff too and uh yeah it's not really surprising i mean they had all those battery issues a couple years back and those had heating issues and you know they're packing more and more stuff in these smaller containers you know i don't know it's not really surprising i'm sure it's not unique to sony but uh sony sure has been in the news a lot in the last couple years for overheating issues
0: well that i mean apple's been waiting a long time i mean the whole reason why they're laptops hadn't uh, come out was because of heating issues because their new i-series just put off so much heat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. And,
1: uh, I mean, I'm sure it's not unique to Sony. You know, Sony does a lot of manufacturing and stuff like that. They have all their own systems and stuff. You'd think it would work together in a perfect world because they're using their products and their... In their factories, doing
0: their thing, but problem after problem after problem with Sony. Yeah, and Blu-ray's not doing too well for them either. So. Yeah, well, you gotta wonder. Like, they've had just so many manufacturing issues. Like, you know, when the when the PS3
1: came out, they had a lot of manufacturing issues there. It couldn't keep up. A lot of the Blu-ray issues when the you know related to that. They had that whole battery fiasco. Uh, now they've got overheating issues. It just seems like maybe they need to take a step back and focus on their core competencies and get back to basics because uh, they've really been having problems over the last few years with their manufacturing, and it's it's taking a beating, taking a toll on their uh, image.
0: Yeah. Well, Microsoft's had the same issues too, and yeah, they've taken a step back. I mean, look at Windows 7 compared to Vista. Mind you you're like the only person on the planet I know that says they didn't have a problem with Vista except when I was around.
1: Yeah. Well and and I was running the 32-bit version too, which is even funnier but no I didn't have the problems but uh it I mean compared to to Windows 7 I mean problems are no problems bugs are no bugs there's a huge performance difference. So uh you can tell that it was just bloated.
0: Yeah. So, so. Uh, I guess, uh... Sony's just gotta get their act together and... You know, make their laptops a little bit bigger. Either that or... Uh... Well, I mean... AMD's not really pushing very hard for the mobile... CPU market. Um... I haven't seen any... You know... Uh... Phenom-type chips in... Uh, for any of the laptop... Based, uh... Computers or anything like that. Uh... In a it's kind of,
1: uh, yeah they are strangely absent from that market I don't know uh, I mean Intel's in there like a dirty shirt and I don't know it's just kind of weird it's it's true though you don't see AMD really trying very hard in the mobile market I mean they're they're there a little but with older chips and I don't know it's just it's not their game I, I think they're just trying to keep the keep trying to be that budget budget chip right well for desktops uh,
0: well i mean when you can get a six core amd for the cost of an entry level i7 that performs as well as the you know like second or third ranked i7 then yeah i mean that's basically where amd is going to be and i'd rather have the six cores um the six full cores with no hyper threading, because uh, those things where hyper threading hurts you. I mean, it really hurts you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, it, yeah,
1: I, I don't know. They've been uh, kind of the budget kings for a year for years in the past, and it kind of changed a little bit there for a year or two, or for about the same price you can get more performance than you Intel, and now they're back as the budget kings. Uh, uh, I think it's gonna. I think that's that's their angle. And I think they're going to keep trying to, uh, to do that. So i it's a good angle. I mean, a lot of people buy a bunch of computers,
0: right? And you can get some decent performance, uh, you know, unless I dime. Why not? Uh, too bad Brighton wasn't on because he came in and saw me on Saturday. And I priced him out a system. Uh, it was like $1,300, six-core, 3.2 gigahertz, uh you know, uh hexacore Phenom uh with four gigs of RAM, terabyte hard drive, you know, new case power supply, ATI fifty seven seventy you know, completely drool worthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was only like thirteen hundred dollars. I mean the equivalent I seven system be tacking on about three or four hundred dollars to that. Yeah,
1: well, that's just uh, that's it, eh? And he was—I know I was talking to him uh, yesterday, and he was talking about that as well. So I think he's going to be going with AMD for his
0: next build. So. You know, I, I mean, when Intel came out with the Core Twos, I mean, they were trying to—they were hitting AMD with pretty hard with uh, you know price for performance because AMD didn't really have anything that could match the Core Twos. Right? Yeah, and uh, not the case anymore. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, the i3s and i5s are stripped down, watered down, you know, sad, shallow processors of what they actually should have been. And I mean, they also have the integrated graphics on board that, and I'm not even going to go there with that. Uh. You know, and I'd rather have the full, you know, video chipset, not some, you know. Everyone knows that the Intel graphics chips are just the basic graphics chips. They're not really good for anything, right? As compared to, like, even the onboard video for uh, NVIDIA and... ATI is better than what the Intel does. The Intel just does the basic video. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why Intel was trying to sell this whole processor with the integrated video card because it's not really an integrated video card. It's more like, "Yay, you can see your display, but don't try run any high-def video or anything," even though it's supposed to do that. But I I don't know. I just, you know, I wouldn't want to do a whole bunch of video or anything like that on it. If an Intel rep wants to send me a bunch of chips to try out with some motherboards and stuff, I'd be more than happy to try it out for them. And I'm sure you would too, Dion. But of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's it's true. Uh, But I mean, from all the benchmarks that I've been looking at and that you've been looking at and you know, people we've talked to, it looks like for the money, I mean, there's not a huge performance difference between no, the 6 cores.
0: Well, I mean, the 6 core, and we're talking the i7-960, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to passmark.com, Dion, uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Anyone else can uh, feel free to go to passmark.com, go into the hardware section, Uh, oh, sorry, you'll want benchmarks, not hardware. Uh, if you go to the high-end CPU chart, uh, about the only process, like the i7-960 at an OEM usually runs about six to $700, 600 on the low end. And, you know, two places below it, we see the AMD Phenom uh 1090T a $320 CPU yeah I mean the i7 930 is quite a bit below that
1: yeah well, how mean, much is that 980 going for
0: <laughs> probably is that the 1200 the bucks 960 960 yeah. Oh, the 980? Yeah, that's the $1,200 chip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and is it worth the, you know? It's not even quite double based on the samples. The performance uh, benchmarks, this PassMark CPU benchmark. I mean, it's not even double, and it's more than double the price. Yeah. Well, it's what, almost, yeah, it's four times the price. For not even twice a processor. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess if money's no object, right? Then it's clear to go with the Intel, right? But Well, if money's no object, you just buy the high end of everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, in the real world where people have to have jobs and buy stuff, then, it,
0: yeah, you're banging for your buckets with the phenome. So anyway we've draped off topic here uh, <laughs> a little bit let's let's talk iPhone iPhone well just before we hit the iPhone I want to hit the kin uh, as you know Microsoft's been uh, you know trying to get back into the Windows mobile market with their Windows 7 phone and uh, you know they named it the Windows 7 phone series and then they you know before that all of this came out, They're going to come out with the Kin, and then they're going to do an upgrade for uh, Mobile 6.5. So, I don't know what the heck Microsoft's doing. I mean, Kin's not even a month old, and they decided to kill it. (laughs) Uh, Uh, You know, the bigger problem with that isn't so much
1: that they're killing it. If it's not good, they should kill it, so it's good. But if the bad thing with it is go through all this work and getting all these different... Manufacturers and people on board, you know, all these people that are going to support it on their phones, and then they kill it right away. Well, how are they going? You know, how are they going to keep these people coming back buying their operating systems if they're, you know, if they're not standing behind their products, right? If it wasn't ready to come out or wasn't any good, kill it. But don't kill it after it's come out. Kill it before it's out.
0: Well, yeah, uh, you know, and there was a big. Uh issue with the uh, you know, the kin ads where they were having this girl go you know, she gets this person that becomes her Facebook friend and then she goes and meets him you know, without actually having met him before travels all the way across the United States it's like, um no, no you don't do that the ads were pulled, but I mean I just wonder what they're thinking sometimes, yeah,
1: well, I just think it's it's one of those things, right, like a lot of software gets developed, and then they decide, no, you know we're not going to stand behind this or it's too buggy, or this isn't where we want it to go. It got off track, and you cancel projects, right? that's just a part of the software business, but don't cancel it after it's out, <laughs> like it sounds like it's one of those things they were trying to push it, push it, push it out, push it out. it came out, and they're like, no, oh, this isn't good at all, and they they canceled it. So now they're working on the next thing, which is fine, working on the next thing. But yeah, it's just bad. Bad PR and most importantly, I think, because, I mean, how many people heard of the Kin? I mean, hardly anyone. Especially if it was only out for a month. The biggest thing I think is this is going to hurt their partnerships. Right? I mean, you have how many phone manufacturers. I mean, they got a lot of people with, you know, the Windows OS, a lot of different platforms. And if you're not willing to stand behind the products that you're making you're just going to hurt your partnerships. Why should they stand behind you and use, you know, Windows kin or whatever the next thing is if if you're not willing to to go with it. So that's what I think. Long short version
0: is yeah, it's going to hurt them in the long run with their partnerships. Well, since we're talking about bad products that have come out, let's get into the iPhone uh well, not the hardware for the iPhone 4. The hardware—it's nice hardware. I think it looks like a Nexus One. That's just my opinion. Uh, well, it, its funny because I was talking to
1: people when I—I I, I watched the you know the press conference and stuff, the new iPhone 4, whatever, yada yada. This is the first iPhone that me personally I think is actually a decent competitor to things like the Nexus and, you know, some of the other uh, really good phones out there. Up to this point, I've had a few really big beefs with the iPhone. Um, the number one thing for me was resolution. I always said and always thought that the resolution on the iPhones was crap. It just wasn't very sharp. Well, they dramatically fixed that in this version. It's a really sharp, really high, uh, you know, high-density screen, really great screen. Um, so that's one thing that I was, you know, uh, personally I was beefed beefed about there's a few other things that you know it was kind of minor the things that it has going for it, of course is the app store um i still think it's unfortunate they, they don't support flash or at least have the option to, to to have like a download or plug-in for flash knowing that it might kill your battery or whatever but i i think it's stupid to limit people and not at least provide them the option of flash but anyways that that aside uh you know, I saw the press release and said, "Wow, this is actually a competitor now." Um, it, you know, and they're actually starting to back up all their talk that they're they're such great salespeople about with some actual decent hardware,
0: and now they're
1: having all these hardware issues. So,
0: well, it's not hardware issues; it's all software. Um, all
1: software, but I all partly like that antenna thing. Uh, it's just bad placement of some of the antenna parts inside the phone, right, where most people hold it with their right hand, including like, right in the ad themselves where they're showing it. That's how they're holding the phone, is <laughs> in that exact same position that gives you really bad uh, reception. So it's, yeah. And then Steve Jobs, I, I, I didn't hear a lot about this, to be honest. I didn't look at all the different news articles, but there's all kinds of news articles about how Steve Jobs was telling people that, oh, no, they're just holding it wrong. Like, what what's going on with all this stuff? <laughs>
0: Well, like, uh, I said before that, uh, you know, there was nothing wrong with the resolution. You're used to the Arcos, which is a media player. I mean, the iPhone is basically, it's a phone that plays media. It's not a media player that does other things. True, true, but it's a screen that
1: you're touching and looking at. And for me, the video stuff that it has on it now is cool, like the the dual... The dual screen uh you know camera thing is neat I don't know if I'd ever use that the seven twenty p capture is is cool um I think it's 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 about time <laughs> phones start doing that more um but yeah the number one thing was just the screen like no matter if I'm watching a video or if I'm reading text on the net I want a really sharp crisp screen and now that it, it has it it's, it's got a really nice screen. I've heard some complaints about it scratching maybe it's something one of the surface uh things they have on the new flip f- the screen or whatever but i've heard rumors of them scratching very easily but just having never even touched one yet and seen one in person just going by stats it's a
0: nice screen it's really high high res so well that's the thing when you have a really really nice screen right scratches show up really easy it yeah. doesn't matter what it is
1: yeah so it's one of those things that as soon as you buy it, you make sure you get that screen protector on it right away. The screen protector scratches it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, no, but I, I, all you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure, they'll fix any of these software issues. I mean, I have no doubt. I mean, their reputation's on the line here and they got a lot of money wrapped up in this, so I'm sure they're gonna, um, fix that up. It's still got quite a bit, uh, you know, going for it. I think, you know, hardware wise is pretty good. That whole, chat thing is cool. Um, I don't know. It it's cool. Uh, I don't know if it'll how it'll be a while before that really takes off. I think we need to get more people out there with these types of phones and things. But yeah, I mean long story short, looks good. I'm sure they'll fix us software problems. I'm sure they're gonna uh, be coming out with fixes for this antenna issue <laughs> uh, right away too. So Well I, guess I don't that's, know that's
0: I don't know how they're going to fix the antenna issue because it's obviously a hardware issue. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was watching uh, one news article and they were showing the
1: different points. They have two different antenna points in the case itself. One's bottom left, one is top right. And the way you hold it, most people have their thumb kind of covering the top right antenna part and their hand covering the bottom, their fingers covering the bottom left part of the phone. So your fingers just happen to go over... Both parts of the antenna, which is what gives the poor reception. So just by moving where those antenna things are, maybe switch them or do something else with them, then it, it should fix the issue. I know with my, uh, with Arcos, with my Arcos, it has a little wifi and, and I had another, uh, cell phone, uh, a really, really old one. If you held it a certain way, you could get poor reception, like poor speeds, at least with my Arcos for the wifi. I would get, I would lose half my speed if I held it in my right hand. No, sorry, if I held it in my left hand, uh, I'm covering it up. They put the antenna on the left side because they figured most people are right-handed and would hold it in their right hand. Um, I had a really old uh, Motorola phone. Same thing. If I held it in my left hand, I got poor, poorer reception. Usually, I'd lose only a bar, but I lost a bar anyways. Switch to the right hand, same location. Fix it every time. So it's just weird. It's just one of those hardware things. You know, you got to deal with. And I'm, I have no doubt that they won't, you know, fix that up. But it does look like a Nexus One.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought when I first saw it. I'm like, oh, they copied Google. Yeah. Which, by Which the way, is a bad
1: thing. Is it's you know, it's a sharp looking phone, and Nexus One is a sharp looking phone too. So.
0: Well, I mean, if I get an, another phone, I mean, I got a BlackBerry Curve uh, eighty nine thirty. If I were to get another phone, I think I would go for the Android uh platform simply because of, you know, it's relatively more open than what the iPhone is. And I'm not I haven't been very impressed with the iPhone uh 4. You know, and I haven't updated my uh iPod Touch to the iPhone OS 4. Uh, you know, it's I mean <laughs> This would have been the uh, Vista update for the iPhone. So it's slow. It's, it doesn't run very well at all. You know. Yeah.
1: Th- yeah, yeah. But the only thing that the iPhone, like the the number one thing that the i, all the i products have going forward is the apps. They've got just a humongous app store to them and you know they keep pushing them on the TV all the time you always see the commercials for them and and there's a lot of little neat apps and they just got such a huge marketing thing behind the apps and you know apps make the platform right I mean for years you go back to like the very first versions of Windows like say Windows 3.1 versus Apple's at that given time you know the Windows 3.1 sucked but it's all about the apps right they started getting more and more apps, more and more apps. Same thing Windows ninety five came out and they just exploded with apps where there weren't as many on the Mac. And I mean apps make the platform, right? Um, it really did does. And I think that's the number one thing they got going for them. That's what they got right, was was getting their app store and really promoting that. Um, that said, this is Google here. I mean, they're a king of apps and uh open source this and that and I think I think it's really going to come down to, like, uh, the big three. I mean, you're going to have your BlackBerry, you're going to have your I, I products, and you're going to have your Android. I mean, I can't see other players like your, you know, your Motorola's and your and your Nokia's and your stuff like that continuing to make their own custom OS's when you could just use Android and just tap into that huge source, right? Uh, Microsoft's vying to try to get part of that mobile market, and, you know, they still have a piece of the market, and, you know... Uh, I know HP bought Palm for the same reason because they want to get in on this whole handheld stuff as well. And so who knows what they're going to come out with? But yeah, it's a huge market, huge growing market, really exciting right now because there's so many different platforms. It isn't like PCs where you know computers where there's two, you know, not counting Linux. <laughs> Maybe you can count Linux. There's three. Uh
0: You, you know, forgot BSD open uh, free ESV, free EBSD. There are <laughs> many, like 24 versions that. of Linux. Your average
1: person doesn't use that. All right. And, but I mean, but think of, you know, think of like, you know, Android, right? Like there's an open platform. I'm sure there's lots of flavors of that. And, you know, you got Microsoft's got theirs. Apple's got theirs. You know, Nokia does some stuff. They're going to have a new Palm OS thing coming out with HP. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be in mobile and handheld stuff because it it can it's anybody's game still. I mean, Apple had a big hit. They kind of really exploded the market, but it's anyone's game. And that's what makes that market really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, with uh, all the uh, stuff, I don't like, I'm interested in seeing what Microsoft comes out with, but I think we're going to be seeing them getting completely off the mobile market pretty soon. Because besides their uh, integration with Exchange. If the, I mean, the Ken failure to me is a big signal because this was their, you know, kind of their preview into the Windows uh, Mobile 7 platform. And with the big, with this big failure, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I
1: think I think they're trying to play catch up, right? They're trying to have the app store or they're trying to have all these other things built into their OS be have the Android, right? The Android OS.
0: Um, but that takes a lot of work. <laughs> and they're big and powerful, but it's going to take a lot of work. And you can't just throw Windows 7 on the phone. Uh, no. They have to do it via the Zoom. They have no choice. And that's what this uh, whole kin thing was, right? Was the first kind of look at having the Zoom interface on a mobile device like that. And, well, it took a month and they killed it. So, we'll have to see what happens. But I can't see Microsoft being... Like, I think you'll see Microsoft... All they're going to be doing in a few years is just Office applications. Maybe corporate OSs, but, I mean, they're supposed to be releasing Windows 8 next year. And, you know... I mean, if they're going to be doing... a operating system for corporate clients there is no way in hell they're going to be upgrading their operating system every three years. You can forget it. Yeah. I mean if I were Microsoft if that was my business plan I'd shoot myself in the foot right now and sell all my stock. Yeah.
1: Well I mean it's you know right now the big market is is the mobile market, right? I mean, Apple's made a killing off of, off of it, you know, with their apps and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Microsoft, I think was, I mean, in a way, it's a good thing they don't, they're not coming out with theirs. I mean, if their operating system can't, can't compete, you know, why go through all that extra effort and money to support something that isn't as good and the people aren't going to use, right? You're just burning money. You might as well kill it now and, you know, get back to basics and build, build it up properly or do it, stop something. So, I mean, in, in a way, maybe that maybe is, you know, the best thing for the company. Um, but like I said before, I think it's anyone's game. I mean, you've got Blackberry's OS, you've got all these different people with these different platforms in the mobile space. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's next couple of years. It could totally change. I mean, Android could be the big one, you know, in a couple of years, you know. And, uh, who knows? After that, maybe whatever this Palm HP thing is going to be big, and maybe Blackberry will step outside the box and do something really new there, too. I don't know. It, it could go so many
0: different ways at this point. Well, but. anyway, enough about bashing Windows Mobile here. <laughs> uh, let's move on to bashing Dell. <laughs> um, I guess they've had, uh, several, uh, they shipped out millions of computers with faulty capacitors on the motherboards. Are they cheaping out again? Yeah. Yeah.
1: They Didn't they? Okay, I remember back... This is this is maybe dating me a little bit, but I remember back, I think it was in O one, Dell and I think Compaq, because Compaq was still separate back then. Uh, Compaq and HP, all three, were getting their... Uh, capacitors from this one place in China and they were super cheap and I remember them having all these articles and re- reading about all the discoloration of the capacitors and stuff and then some of them would start on fire some of them were just really cheap some of them would just short out and fry your computer and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know all the details about this new thing but it just sounds like round and round we go
0: yeah well I mean uh when you do mail order like that uh, via Dell, right? Um, I mean, they're going to go with the cheapest. It doesn't matter what it is, right? And not only that, they also do. They sometimes do proprietary motherboards as well, right? Where it's a completely you know different chipset, and you can't find anything similar to it. That way, then if the motherboard dies, guess where you have to go to get a new one? Guess what? Yeah. Cha-ching!
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, it's too bad. Uh, I mean, Dell, as bad, much, much as you can bash Bell, I mean, they've been relatively out of the headlines, right? They've been sitting there, they've been selling their computers, uh, making their money, and just kind of existing, just like HP, right? You haven't heard a lot about them in the news, other than, you know, maybe making this purchase or that, this or that, but for the most part, they've just kind of been there, and the computers have been fine. I, I've been in a couple offices that were Dell offices and bought all their stuff. The customer service was, was good. The computers did what they had to. They were just your basic computers. You could still get your own third-party hard drives and RAM and throw all your stuff in there. Um, they used to be really hardcore about their proprietary stuff, and I don't know if these, in this case, if that's the problem is they're doing their own proprietary stuff. But it just, it's just too bad. Uh, I, I have nothing against Dell. It's just, you know, if you if you if you're cutting too many corners, though, this is what you get, and it's just going to hurt you. So yeah. you gotta have keep those standards for your products.
0: Yeah, I mean well I mean I mean you got people jumping off buildings uh where they're making these products, right? So uh things aren't good there. But I mean if we want cheap uh parts and you know, uh products to purchase it? then I mean that they're gonna go to the lowest bidder but I mean I get most of uh, well I suppose I get most of my components from China as well because I primarily buy Asus I buy some gigabits sometimes uh, you know for motherboards uh, video cards etc but uh, I think I'm pretty sure they, mo- they probably all come out of the same Chinese Taiwanese factory and they're just you know Branded and put in the box and shipped out, yeah, well,
1: I know after that big thing they had all those number of years ago, they started up some big uh consortium of minimum standards because there because there were fires, and a lot of manufacturers buy their parts from the same few people that make them, and uh they had this big standards thing, so I don't know if this whole you know thing is. Is related, so I mean, maybe it's not going to be unique just to uh, Dell, but whatever. It just it just means you need to have keep tabs on the people you're buying parts from, and it's not good for Dell. They're kind of stuck in the middle. I mean, they're not the ones that make the capacitors, and they're not the ones, <laughs> but they're the ones left holding the ball. So,
0: yeah. Well, like, you know. I, just me personally that's why i don't buy dell or hp or any of them because i like to control everything that's in the machine right yeah exactly exactly you know but those people
1: that don't i just want to buy a machine and have it work and call somebody at three in the morning when their computer doesn't work you know dell and hp or you know that's what they're there for and uh it's just too bad because it's just gonna hurt their reputation and it's gonna be more people that are gonna go to HP or gonna go to you know, whatever other local, you know, smaller
0: independent brands that are around or whatever. It's just it's just good. Or you can pay me to build your computer and you call me at three in the morning but I won't answer. You can leave a message, I'll get back to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you don't uh
1: you're not gonna answer from India. So you'll be answering locally.
0: Well, from Edmonton, Canada, if that's exactly. local enough. So <laughs> Anyway, let's uh I have to get my wife right away here, so let's get through this uh video card uh thing that's been going on lately. Um Nvidia, as we all know, uh in my opinion has been releasing substandard products for their high-end desktop graphics cards. Uh, compared to what they've c- released in the past, I'm saying uh, I'm not haven't been very impressed with the last three revisions of their desktop video cards. Um, you know, we're talking about the 9800 GTX, the GTX uh, 280, GTX 295. Now we're talking GTX 480. If you're wondering what happened to the 300 series, don't ask. Um, well, well it- yeah. Go ahead, Neon.
1: I-, I was going to say it's just it's it's an it's an identical Intel AMD situation all over again. If you have all the money in the world, you could buy a GTX 480 and get those extra two three frames a second, or you can spend half that much, uh, about three hundred eighty bucks, and buy yourself a nice Radeon <laughs> 5870 and have two to three less frames per second but get all the same performance and everything else so um, if money no object sure go Intel but if it or go uh, uh, NVIDIA here but if not just go with ATI it's it, it's an identical carbon copy conversation we just had about AMD and Intel it's just yeah I don't know if uh, if, Radiant, if NVIDIA can build their cards to be as fast as ATI's And they seem to be able to do that. Same thing as Intel. They just need to figure out a way to get their cost down because you can't charge somebody double for a card that is marginally and not even in all the benchmarks faster. Like, it's, it's, yeah.
0: Well, I guess that's where this conversation is coming from because there are people out there that are, you know, you got the Intel fanboys, you got the AMD fanboys, you got ATI fanboys, you got NVIDIA fanboys, you know, I mean, when you bought your 8800, right, it was it a GTS or GTX?
1: Uh, GTS. Yeah. Because uh, the difference between the overclock GTS, this is the 8000 series, um, compared to the GTX
0: wasn't huge. <laughs> it but wasn't st- big. Yeah. Still, I mean, um, and we got you a 9800 GTX, right? Mm-hmm. And. We ran the exact same benchmarks on both cards, and we figured out it was like a three to four frame difference on most things,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It was a very marginal change um in performance, right and I think the ninety eight hundred g t s was like two hundred dollars more than what you paid for your three twenty or your uh eighty eight hundred g t s yeah i think it was something like that uh it was yeah, absolutely it was, ridiculous. We couldn't believe that they were charging that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and it's um, it's just one of those things, right? You got to look at the performance to cost. You know, like like I was saying earlier, most people have jobs and have budgets and have to eat some months, and so you know, getting the best bang for your buck is clearly ATI at this point. Um, I mean, AMD and ATI are the same company, maybe that's just their overall company strategy, right? Is bang for your buck. Uh, hardware, and at this point, that's what they're delivering on um you know, not to take anything away from Nvidia here; their card is performing it's not that it isn't, even though it is apparently it runs pretty hot, but you know regardless of which it's it's performing, so it's not that it isn't, and it isn't that they can't, it's just that their card is plenty expensive. <laughs> you know, bring your prices down, cut them in half, find a way to do that. I don't know how to do that, but find a way to do it, and then you know you're in the game otherwise you're only going to be there for the uh, super high end guys who want to you know really freak out about those extra 2 to 3 frames a second and are overclocking everything and have 5 to 6000 dollar rigs in the first place so
0: well that being said i mean for the same price around the $700 range you can get the you know Radeon 5970 which blows it out of the water i mean it, the 5970 is almost double Uh, the 480 in uh, games where a dual GPU uh, card is, uh, you know, can help. Yeah.
1: Like, like with video cards over the last probably what, seven, eight years, the cards performance really comes down to the games you're playing them in. I mean, games are optimized for different cards. They're optimized, you know, depending who they're partnering with, maybe, uh, games are optimized for different setups, like certain games can do the multi display, you know, example, Supreme Commander could do multiple displays. I know some of the Flight Sim games can do multiple displays. Um, some games are optimized for multiple GPUs, other ones aren't. You know, some are optimized AMD, some are optimized NVIDIA. It just it you know, it just depends. And when it comes down to it, it, it might just matter what games are you playing. Which manufacturers are you a fan of? Are you, you know, Activision Blizzard fan, or are you a, you know, a Codemasters fan, or are you a, you know, a Crytek fan? You know, whoever your favorite studios are, you know, get the card that's that plays their games best and go with that because, you know, that does play a huge factor in how these games, if you're gaming, uh, you know, perform for you. Um, probably even more so than the hardware themselves. It's how they were optimized, right? And and don't forget keeping your drivers up to date and all that other stuff too, right? Because that can add quite another 10 to 20% of performance on your card just by keeping your drivers up to date.
0: Well, like based on benchmarks, like if you want games that run DirectX 11 games, then you want to go with ATI. The NVIDIA uh, cards on higher resolutions on the DirectX 11 type games... They apparently run slower than what the ATI cards do. The ATI cards run on slower at lower resolutions, and uh, they also uh, run slower on the older games, right? DirectX nine and ten, right? Depending on what the resolution is.
1: I wonder if that has to do with just the bandwidth, right, and the clock speed of the chips and stuff, right? I don't know. Uh One has more bandwidth, you know. A- ATI has more bandwidth, allowing it to run the games higher at, you know. But they have slower clock speeds, so they don't run when you're running lower resolution. You know, that's probably it, right? But either way, once again, it comes down to what games are you playing, right? Are you playing, you know, a DirectX 11 game? Maybe you should think about getting an ATI. If you're not, and you're stuck playing your, you're still a, you know, a hardcore or whatever fan from you know a couple of years ago, and
0: it's DirectX 9 or 10 maybe getting a video you know it really matters right well i mean uh you know when I had a thirty eight seventy x two and I got a fifty seven seventy for my birthday you know, and it was about a twenty percent increase in performance hmm. going from that to there now if like the eighty granted the eighty eight and the ninety eight hundred were basically right behind each other. The 260 probably would have been about the same uh, difference between your 8800 and uh, that series, right? Skipping a whole generation. But you have to keep in mind, the 5770 isn't the highest-end-performing card, right? It's not... The 9800 GTX, like, one of the high-end performing cards at the time when, you know, you got it. Yeah. And the 5770, I mean, it's the best performing $200 card you can buy. But, I mean, you also have the 5830, 5850, the 5870, and 5970. Right? I'm Going from a 3870X2, I mean, if I were to get... Something that was supposed to be the equivalent performance, I would be looking at the fifty nine seventy, right? Generational yeah. performance. Oh. I'm referring to, not system performance. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. But it, uh, it's just amazing how much a two hundred dollar card can increase. You know, over the uh, length of time. I mean, the fifty thirty eight seventy X two wasn't cheap. Yeah, it's <laughs> wasn't true. A cheap card. So, but yeah, yeah. No, it's an it's an interesting market. It's
1: still still an exciting market as well to watch because there's still so many different ways to play it. In a, in a way, I I personally never didn't really like those few years where the focus was more on SLI and Crossfire. Um, I think they could have done more with single card, you know, development. Putting, doing what they're doing now and getting multiple processors and like, in a way multiple cards on one card in, in a single slot.
0: Yeah, and not only that, the multi-display, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's no way I'm going to be able to afford NVIDIA's uh, 3D uh, setup. You know, with $200 glasses, the super expensive monitor running at 120 hertz, and then the uh, well, you know, way back in '05, I was at E3, and and I, there was a lot.
1: Nvidia was the only one that supported this at the time. Uh They had the 3D stuff built into all of their cards, and you could go and you could get glasses, throw the glo the goggles on, and I threw on a couple different manufacturers' goggles, and it looked pretty good. It had the little screens right in the right in the goggles. Right there, were, some of them are bigger and goofy looking. Some of them are slim, like slightly bigger than normal sunglasses type things, and They were running 800 by 600 res, so not terribly great for the time. Even it wasn't very good. Um, Most people were running 1280 probably, and and uh, but it it was okay. Like it looked pretty good, and you know they're kind of going away from that and going to the screens and getting the 3D screens, and you know that's cool. And I think gaming's going to go that way right away because while we're rendering everything in 3D anyways, why not have 3D screens? And it's going to go there. But it's going to be like LCD screens, right? It's going to take a while. It has to get cheaper, and um, yeah, it's it's going to go that direction. I don't know about the glasses or just getting the screens or getting goggles or what the answer is going to be. But um, I personally don't think that the whole glasses and serious screen is is necessarily the way to go right now. Maybe it will be the way that we go, and I'll eat my words. But I don't know.
0: I don't think so, Dion. You it's, have a, it's be a little while. You have a three year old boy there, right? Imagine him getting a hold of your two hundred dollar three D glasses. Well, that's just it, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna do this for real, right? You gotta get your screen,
1: you know, get it good enough so that it you know, you're not seeing the refresh rate and yada yada yada. And you gotta get the prices of the glasses down to nothing. They've gotta be $10 glasses. How, how often, how many pairs of sunglasses did you buy from some little gas station somewhere and you only buy the $10 sun- <laughs> gas station sunglasses because after two weeks you've lost them, you've sat on them, you've broken them, or whatever. You know, I'm not gonna have my $200 glasses sitting here. Like I'm, I'm gonna be scared to use the things because I'm gonna break them or my kid will find them or my dog will chew on them or you know, whatever. Like they've gotta get those glasses down to be dirt cheap. And they've gotta have they gotta make them universal. So any manufacturer I can go out there and buy a set of creative three D glasses or go out and buy a set of Jesus three D glasses or buy uh, whatever. They've gotta make get a universal standard for these things because like, come on. <laughs> this is this is just gonna turn into a complete gong show otherwise. Just a total gong show. They've gotta get on board. Yeah. Standardize.
0: Absolutely. But anyway, Dion, we're out of time here. I'd like to thank you for coming on and whatnot, giving your opinion. This is the option key webcast stuff on Google. PC. Red, you got Vista sixty four yet? This router's piece of garbage on. That's probably the hyper threading kicking in and the twenty percent faster per core. GTX two eighty. Google Docs stuff fun. Yeah, well, you know, you understand where Microsoft's trying to come from, where they're trying to change the file edit view menu. My money's going to be on no, you will not have a problem. And, uh, yeah, I've had
1: nothing but good experiences with it. Very big mistake if it wasn't backwards
0: compatible, because, I mean, they got a about Vista. Well, in the business world, if your apps don't work, you don't quit. Because the thing here is, I mean, the apps are backwards compatible. Yeah, but we heard this all before. You know what? I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it lasted for five years, and I bet you. So yours will be better right now for rendering, but the 7s will be faster.